Hello and welcome back to our podcast on Research Matters, hosted by UNICEF's Office of Research at Innocenti in Florence, Italy. I'm Kathleen Sullivan, Communications Specialist with UNICEF Innocenti, and I'm joined today by Bina De Costa, our Migration Research Expert here at UNICEF Innocenti, who has spent more than a year working on what we'll talk about today, a new research report that analyzes Nordic country responses to asylum-seeking children. Bina saw this research report through from conception to final publication, and we're sitting down with her today to get an overview of why this research is important and what the key findings are. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing, Bina? Hi, Kathleen. I'm doing well. Thank you for inviting me to talk to you today. Thank you, Bina. I'm really looking forward to talking to you today about the report, Protected on Paper, an Analysis of Nordic Country Responses to Asylum-Seeking Children. So I'd like to start by getting to know a little bit more about you and your contribution to the report. Could you tell us a little bit more about your background as a researcher on migration issues for children? And also, how did this report come about? Uh, sure. So I'm Bina De Costa. I'm leading Office of Research Innocentis Migration Program. We started in uh, November 2016. So the program really actually started um, this exciting journey from 2017 onwards. So the migration program received uh, generous uh, support, the grant from the Swiss Committee of UNICEF. With that, uh, we started this uh, very long, important uh, research program. Uh, My background in migration research starts from my work on forced migration particularly in um, conflict zones. I've worked in different parts of the world uh, with refugees, with internally displaced children, and also with stateless communities, in particular with Rohingya uh, communities uh, recently where I was working. So from that, that research actually, what that happened with in terms of that expertise, a lot of those insights really inform our current work, migration programs, this current um, activities, focusing on children who move from different conflict zones or who actually seek sanctuary in different parts of the world uh, when they're forcibly displaced, particularly. One of the first projects that I have started working on is the Nordic country responses to asylum-seeking children in Norway, Finland, Denmark, Sweden, and Iceland, in these five countries. So the Nordic countries specifically requested a regional report looking... Yes. They wanted an outside research perspective on what what are the issues and on, on, on what can be improved for asylum-seeking children in the Nordic countries? Hardly so, It's but more actually the Nordic uh, national committees uh, really uh, thought that this is an important moment, a crucial moment to develop an advocacy agenda that is going to be led by research, uh, in-depth research, primary research and broader research in terms of laws and regulations of these Nordic countries. So they wanted to develop an advocacy agenda around this issue. So for that, they wanted actually um, the Office of Research, our inputs. And we have worked uh, previously with the countries in terms of trafficking work. So this was actually a natural fit with the Nordic region. And um, how have you 
personally contributed to the development of this report? So throughout the whole year uh, from the beginning, when we started talking about that, um, and here I also need to recognize my um, colleague in Norway, Ivar, um, who actually uh, with Ivar and then with Louise in Geneva, we discussed a lot about uh, what are we looking for? We know that these are the countries where we have best practices. We know that the, the Nordic region have a lot of good examples, and it is a champions of gender equality, champions of actually human rights. So what can we add? Uh, what are the gaps in our understanding of how the countries uh, are responding to asylum-seeking children? So here, I think from the beginning, we developed a proposal. Together, we identified key questions that our first, in the first phase of study, what are some of the gaps uh, that we need to think about in terms of child protection, in terms of education, health services, and asylum-seeking procedures. So we have uh, worked on that. And so I would say, in terms of my contribution, I think developing, creating the team, providing intellectual inputs uh, within a team, within a working group system. So that had been very important for a project like this. And the second um, uh, contribution came from actually, because UNICEF, from UNICEF we are focusing a lot on getting evidence, getting actually idea, uh, getting data. And a lot of our data, and rightly so, it focuses on our understanding of uh, quantitative data. And here, actually, we also use primary research lens. So we also have uh, primary uh, data from qualitative research in these five countries. So there, I think, there was a different contribution as well that was made in collaboration with the researchers and the authors who have worked um, in this report. So diving into the findings a bit, what would you say, or what do you think of the initial findings, both regionally for all of the Nordic countries, but also does anything stand out to you on a country level that you think is really important to note from this report? Yes, I think there uh, it varies from country to country, different kinds of finding and different recommendations. And for readers, when they go through different chapters, they would see how incredibly relevant the findings are and the recommendations are, and not only for actually the Nordic states, but also beyond Nordic states globally, what we need to understand in terms of procedural safeguards. So, so the first, um, uh, in terms of the first finding, the first argument on which this whole report is based is that when we have really good laws, when we have good regulations, we have good safeguards, that there are still some implementation gaps. So the research project really looked for, tried to find what are some of those implementation gaps. So we found out that uh, in particular countries, uh, for example, there are uh, different kinds of firewall created between health and education services, and the way refugee and migrant children, particularly SLM-seeking ch children, they access those services. So how to actually mitigate those kinds of, you know, um, uh, uh, those concerns? How to actually really uh, integrate um, children in the system? So some of those actually uh, insights we get from this report. Then 
Obviously, there are country-specific concerns in terms of mental health concerns, in terms of extreme stress that's created um, throughout the system after an asylum application is lodged. So how to really respond to those particular kinds of um, concerns? What to do when uh, we, there's in, although on paper or on regulation, we do not um, have enough understanding of detention facilities, but in practice we say, see that there sometimes children are falling through the cracks and going into different kinds of detention processes. So a lot of those findings are incredibly important. And in context of those, some of the important recommendations that we need to think about is that uh, the there are differences between agencies that look at migration responses, asylum-seeking agencies and child protection agencies do not always actually align with each other's interests. So the report clearly tells us that, and that is across in five Nordic countries. So it's very important to have actually clear kind of roles, uh, division of labor, and more transparency and accountability built within the system. So child protection agencies are at the forefront uh, of, uh, of these issues when children are applying for asylum. So that's really one of the crucial things that we know. So we understand that this is very much linked to some of the protection and care mechanisms that exist in the Nordic states. So how to actually better protect children? The report uh, provides us with very important and clear directions in that sense. So I would invite our readers and I'd re invite actually policymakers in particular to look closely in, in those sections. The second thing is that it's really important that to have the framework of CRC, the convention, Child Rights Convention, as the ben benchmark. So best interests principle, best interests determination. In reality, we see that even in Nordic countries, that they're not always on par with what's happening in, in terms of where the regulations are and where the practices are. There are some differences. So these are some of the areas where actually um, the states must respond very critically and always um, think about the best interests principle. Was there anything surprising to come out of the research for this report that you didn't expect in the findings? That's such an important question, Kathleen. But at the same time, um, it is also difficult to respond to because, you know, for a whole year being very closely involved with the report, I think there were different kinds of surprises coming at different times. So, but at the end now, what, and now when I look at the final product, uh, one of the biggest surprise and one of the, I think, and that's, that is more than being a surprise, actually, that tells us how much really we have to work on and how seriously in these issues that, the countries, these five Nordic states, which we always think of as the best examples of where there's gender equality, where there's good human rights practices, where there's very, very um, important and uh, um, really positive kind of development have happened in terms of children's well-being, even there we see some gaps. 
and that actually tells us that um, so I think it's not a critique of the states but it tells us that we really have to work together in the international community and national governments but also we have to work very closely with researchers and advocacy groups to figure out that wh where are some of the loopholes we are talking about where um, are we actually only providing protection that uh, looks really good on paper or what are what is what are the differences with reality okay so my next question is about recommendations to come out of this report and which of which there are many i think some of our listeners might be interested in some country specific recommendations if we could go through the five different nordic countries from this report what comes top of mind as the key recommendation to make for that country you know this in terms of recommendations we have gone back and forth a lot with our experts country specific experts or content experts and also with our national committees in terms of what would best work in those uh, country context specific ways that what are, what could be the advocacy agendas so uh, in terms of those um, different countries have talked about different kinds of things that were important to them i already mentioned about in terms of general recommendation that there was a sense that uh, child rights convention should be upheld the best interest principle and then child protection um, um, agencies should work very closely uh, and they should uh, some, they should be the ones to also be at the forefront in some sort of collaborative leading role with asylum seeking agencies but in terms of country specific recommendations i would uh, start with for example in terms of asylum processes denmark talked about that uh, that it would be very important to strengthen and expand um, the interpretation of different kinds of services uh, particularly when it comes to identifying unaccompanied and separated children so that was one thing denmark talked about now in relation to that also the report does mention that it is not only unaccompanied and separated children it's also accompanied children who sometimes are falling uh, who falling through the cracks so we need to be very careful about that we do not um, necessarily address the concern of one particular group by actually making the other group uh, very visible so that's one thing but that's one recommendation for example in terms of asylum processes from Denmark we see then um, in terms of um, actually education we see that uh, Iceland talked about that how uh, ch children's rights should be enshrined into all the uh, education services that we're talking about because from the research in Iceland we've seen that there's a bit of gaps in terms of how we talk about rights and how we talk about education so from Iceland there's a very specific in, um, kind of uh, uh, recommendation that came up particularly in terms of secondary education and early childhood education. So there we see some gap and where Iceland thought that it would be important to talk about. From uh, Sweden, the recommendation was that asylum-seeking children have equal access to the health services of the system, and particularly a, not only in childcare but also in mental health care. So that had been one thing that came up very, very seriously. In terms of um, child protection, for example, we have seen that um, 
from Sweden, um, there was this recommendation to develop guidelines, to develop particular kind of protocols that strengthen the existing child protection system. But Sweden also talked about you know, providing training to guardians, providing very specific also child protection training to agency, uh, uh, agency staff. So that is also something very important that came up, that sometimes um, actually training, very specific training is needed when child protection agencies are working with um, uh, working with children who are uh, seeking asylum. In terms of uh, also, uh, if I can, uh, if I may say again, uh, in terms of child protection, also from Finland, we have recommendation that the existing systems must be strengthened. And from Finland, we have also seen uh, there were various examples that talked about that actually. Migration law sometimes takes precedence over uh, the Convention of the Rights of the Child, and which is not actually really desirable. So, so different country uh, specific findings are incredibly important, but they could also be used across the board for all these countries. And we could actually learn from those also when we are using this report to help us to understand children's need in the asylum seeking procedure elsewhere. One thing that uh, from Norway recommendation comes out is that we need holistic evaluations. We need to think about actually across the board, child protection, education, health. We can't really only have these on silos, but we need to have a holistic kind of evaluation to see how laws are in reality protecting children. So that's one finding uh, probably is very important. And um, this would be actually also relevant not only for general recommendation, but also recommendations in terms of, um, uh, particularly in the Norway case, age assessment and their holistic evaluation, how that's important, is also, uh, that has also come up. Okay, so my last question for you is, what are the next steps for research in this area, generally, mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. asylum-seeking children? Mm-hmm. And what do you hope the Nordic countries will do next? So um, it's my hope our hope, then the laws and policies that are in place should be reviewed um, and are reviewed from a very child-sensitive, child-responsive lens, not only looking at the lens of what is for the, what's good for the Nordic states for state security purposes, but also looking at it, what works best when uh, children who come to seek sanctuary, how better to protect them. So that's really important. And here I think our um, national uh, committees, they are going to use this report, the general recommendations and the country-specific findings and recommendations for very targeted advocacy programs within their own countries. And uh, and there will also be cross-regional kind of advocacy that will uh, um, that would actually highlight some of the uh, problems in the system, some of the gaps and weaknesses in the system, but all actually to strengthen uh, the system to better protect children and to provide better care for children who are seeking asylum. So that's definitely an important part of it. One thing that the report clearly t- explains is that there's lack of research because there's lack of primary data when we are thinking about detention. 
children uh, who are perhaps detained then uh, on, and also on return we do not have enough data on those so it is also return can you explain what you mean sorry so return is that uh, when uh, in terms of failed asylum seeking processes when actually um uh, young people are returned from these countries back to you know uh, back to the country of origin or elsewhere we certainly know that we need enough data and enough primary research on detention um, that uh, the report actually clearly indicates that uh, that's needed in terms of nordic countries but my um, added um, my added uh, two cents in this sense is that we also need to talk about return which is politically sensitive but this is something maybe we can talk about in the future uh, about what happens and uh, what are we thinking about in terms of protecting children who are in the migration pathway from uh, transit to origin to destination country um, do you have any final thoughts on protected on paper um thank you so much kathleen for uh, giving me this opportunity to talk a little bit about this report i also want to mention that uh, in terms of this uh, report because uh, this had been such an in-depth and intense kind of process this research project because we have carried it out for more than a year now um, so there are lots of additional material that had been developed there's an ethics protocol that had been developed uh, our um, researchers have actually written two very important briefs one looks at the indicators country indicators and the other one looks at the primary research so i invite um, uh, our audience our um, uh, th- and those who are interested to learn more to also read those additional briefs and i invite actually uh, readers to provide us with feedback um, that how this report uh, is being used or is being received and how better uh, we can actually uh, communicate some of the research findings if needed but beyond the nordic countries but uh, this is uh, i think what we have done is an incredibly important piece of work here that tells us that children who are seeking asylum really need protection and they need care and they need also hope for the future so we hope this report um, uh, really helps in that way Thank you, Bina, for joining us in discussing the report, Protected on Paper, an analysis of Nordic country responses to asylum-seeking children. Please download the report today at unicef-irc.org. And for more updates from us on migration research for children, please follow us on Twitter at UNICEF Innocenti and visit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash UNICEF Thank you for listening and please join us next time.